Welcome back to the Company of One podcast. This is your host, Dale Callahan. This podcast is being recorded in July. And so in July, we're six months in, six months out from the end of 2020. Now, I realize people listen to podcasts later, but everybody's pretty much going to remember the beginning of 2020, right? It was, you know, one thing after another. Uh, We can maybe say because it was an election year, but whatever was the cause of it, it was just insanity worldwide with coronavirus and then with all kinds of protest and uh, there's just all kinds of other little things that got it added and got added into it. Some of it causing us to change the goals we made for the year. So today we want to look at how do you adjust mid-year. And when we make goals, we're constantly adjusting and we're constantly doing things. Because some things don't work, some things do work, and some things just really crash and burn. So many of you have experienced at the beginning of 2020 crashing and burning of your goals. Uh, so, I, so a lot of friends we see that they got furloughed from their jobs uh, or they got uh, their companies closed. A lot of companies closed and went out of business. Uh, or they spent long periods of time where technically they were employed, but nothing was happening and there was no paycheck. Uh, or they they went to work, but there was so little business, there still was little paycheck of, of what's going on. So uh, a lot of the people that are clients of mine suffered those th- kind of things uh, and uh, you know had some real struggles. Of course, then there's some others that grew their income. Some of, uh, some of my clients, some of my friends, uh, their income and their businesses grew, their businesses become bi- became busier, especially any of those involved in healthcare IT. Not necessarily the healthcare workers, oddly enough, but the high IT workers, the infrastructure people that had to take care of uh, large organizations where large people, groups of people would normally show up. They were busy trying to... Uh, you know, take care of safety and issues. And uh, so they spent a lot of time in meetings, a lot of time doing things, and very, very busy. And some of them, because of what they do, their business and their income dramatically grew through 2020. So it's just been crazy for so many of us. But it's uh, it's a good time to kind of sit back and see what's going on for the rest of the year. Not what's going on externally, We don't control that, and we know there's going to be something else. If you live in the United States for the rest of 2020, there's probably an election going to happen, and it will probably cause more chaos. Just just assume that it's been responsible for at least parts of the chaos that has gone on, but it's going to cause more chaos. But what about you and your business and the kind of things that you're trying to do, you and the, uh, the personal goals that you have? Is some of those have been thrown in chaos. I know people who have quit working out because the gym's closed. Uh, and and I'm, I'm on several workout Facebook groups where people do weights and things like that. And, and you could just watch them as the gym started to close back in March. Uh, a lot of people were really freaking out because they didn't have any equipment at home. And other people were jumping through hoops, me being one of them, and went and bought uh, basically home equipment. Uh, to mimic kind of what's in the gym, not perfectly, but to mimic what's in the gym, and you could go out and get it. I bought mine early enough, oddly enough, that 
I didn't know there would be a run on exercise equipment, but boy, was there. And uh, so a lot of people in these Facebook groups are saying they can't find it even to the day. Uh, but so, so it changed their fitness goals. If they had a weightlifting or a swimming or some kind of goal like that, you may have had to change what you were going to do. Uh, so there's all kinds of things that are, uh, that are going on, and now we get a chance to stop and revisit what's going on. For me, for me personally, not everything because of the 2020, but just is looking here at the end of the six months. So one of the things I've done is I've stepped out of, we got a new dean at the university, so he started July 1st. It's weird because he's starting inside of a university and not actually getting to meet people. I mean, he's met, met many of us before, but but he's he doesn't get to interact with them personally. He's doing Zoom calls, <clears throat> hundreds of Zoom calls, uh, just to get to meet and interact with everybody on the School of Engineering as well as other people. Uh, but I'm stepping out of the dean's office, my associate dean's role, something I had been thinking about, and he helped me because he didn't really need what I was doing, so that's a perfect fit. Uh, and uh, so now I'm, I'm refocusing efforts. So a lot of things I was busy doing, I'm just, it's almost like you delete that off the hard drive, right? You delete those files because you don't need them now, or actually I turn them over to somebody else who might be taking that effort over. And when, we get, when you get new people in, a lot of times you change what you're doing, which is perfect. So a lot of things that you don't want to do gets gone away. And uh, I'm getting to focus on some things. That I don't even know what it all looks like yet, uh, but that's, there's some excitement in that, that you know, to do some new things. Focused in on the growth of coaching. So one thing I've been doing a lot more, um, kind of intentionally since probably mid-April, uh, is I've been coaching a lot more. And you've seen, uh, so there'll be a link in the show notes at dalecallahan.com slash 184. I'm offering up to do one-off coaching calls, uh, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it takes. I did one the other day. We were on there an hour and something. Um, but, and people are referring people to me that are saying they need help. And so I'm doing these coaching calls and then growing the coaching business. Uh, so I've been doing that a lot since April. Uh, because and it's really me working one-on-one -on -one with people and helping them to grow their income. Most of it's small business stuff. Most of it's business startup. Thinking about how do you grow your market? How do you figure out what to do? Um, how do, how can you generate money on the side? And a lot of people uh, I've worked with, they're corporate or they already have a business that's up and running, and they're trying to spin something else up. Uh, that's probably the typical person I'm working with. And, uh, and, and then I'm working on a new book deal. So right here at this time, uh, there's a publisher that wants us to put a publication together or put, we're putting the proposal together. Oddly enough, it's already been practically accepted, but you know we're doing the details of the proposal to get a book out by the end of the year. I mean, uh, they want it by, I think they want it by November, October. I probably should know that, but I will know that soon enough. But we're working on that book deal. It looks like that's going to happen. Uh, and I'm changing fitness goals, not because of the coronavirus and the gym thing, but just as I've been six months into kind of a new thing and uh, uh, mostly into kind of the weightlifting, trying to do some things and just adjusting it. Some of it for time. My gosh, it takes forever to do some of these things, and you, I'll spend an hour and a half or two hours in the gym 
three days a week. Um, and I realize for some of you that's that's just normal and you think that's awesome. I just don't have the energy or time for that because it just really, really eats into the day. So those kind of things, that's what's happening to with me and I'm adjusting my goals because of it. You didn't hear a whole lot there about coronavirus directly, but for, for you there may be some things. Uh, so think about now that it's mid-year, what do you need to do to adjust your goals? And it's, it's really important because most of you don't remember what you had as goals in the first of the year. And there's a lot of people I work with that don't have any goals at all. They just really don't have anything concrete they're working on. So think about number one thing that you need to do going into a goal setting session, if you will, is to think about clarity. What do you want? It's the question I ask almost every single coaching client is uh, what do you want? What are we trying to accomplish here? It's really, really rare that I get a concrete answer to that question, that I'm trying to grow my business by 10% or um, you know, I'm trying to do some, I, I was on a coaching call the other day and we were looking at uh, one person's website for the business and they just weren't real sure where they were going. They, they knew what they wanted to do and kind of who they wanted to serve, but they weren't real sure where their goals were. So they're thinking through that. You know, what is, what is it you want to happen? So think about it. What do you want to happen? Who do you want to be? Not, it's not just something you fix in 2020, right? Uh, this is really a struggle for a lot of people. So think about, you know, travel, money, doing something special. What house do you want to live in? That's something the question we're constantly asking. Uh, we're constantly looking at homes, constantly looking at property. Right now we're in this kind of mindset of we won't, We went from like a five-acre mini farm, if you will, to living on two-acre but in suburbs, if I think that's the right word. Uh, but, you know, so big homes, big lots, basically. And uh, But you can't do a lot here. So, certainly can't. Uh, not a lot of room to do a tremendous amount. Now we're kind of looking back in the other direction. What would it look like to get 20, 30, 40, 50 acres, whatever, even more? To my wife, the bigger the number, the better. So, uh, so you know, thinking about what are those kind of things. Some of you think about, you like cars. What car do you want to own? I was on a coaching uh, call with a client and her goal, she had, she showed me a picture of this car she wanted. It was, she had every detail about it, right? And some of you know that, some of you are car people. You know that. I'm not. I, I don't really set goals in the material level very often. Not because I am um, so far above material things. I just Most of it I, just doesn't click with me. I'm not a car person. Uh, I'm not a... Uh, there's not a lot of toys I necessarily want to buy. So uh, that's that was hard for me. Uh, but, you, but think about it. What do you want to happen? You know, for me, part of what we're trying to get to happen is we're trying to get to the fact of um, where does where does the Lord want me serving, and that's a struggle too. From some of you are there, you know, you're trying to trying to live a godly life, and where does God want you to be serving? And you're like, how do you know? Do you just wait? Do you sit and go in a room and sit and pray until a beam of light comes through and tells you this is what you're supposed to do? Yeah, I don't think so, uh, but but you know, praying for direction and kind of stepping out in faith and doing things and moving seems to be the thing that uh, works. 
How do you impact others? How do you want to impact others? So you think about some of those things. So, so let me ask just for you, who do you want to become? So it can be a 2020 question, but it can be longer. Who do you want to become? To you, to your family, to your customers. Who, what changes need to happen to you to become something more to your customers? Um, a client of mine is taking um, some, I think it's a LinkedIn course, LinkedIn training, whatever they call that nowadays, uh, on executive presence. And they realized as they're doing all these video things over Zoom that they don't look professional. They don't come off quite as slick and professional. That's probably not the right word, but they don't come off as polished as everybody else in the room or on the video call. And so they're, they're taking this course called Executive Presence, trying to change their presence, change the, and, and, which means earning more respect which eventually means earning more, right? So who do you want to become? What do you want to accomplish? So if you can start to ask and answer these questions of yourself, it helps you. What do you want to do? A marathon? Running a marathon? You want to start a business? Do you want to start generating some side income? Man, there's a lot of people that have been through 2020 that are really thinking about that and they realize how powerful that is. I have a, there's a blog post. I'll put it in the show notes, um, you know, where that is on, on how, starting a side business. This is why everybody needs a side business. Let me see if I can't look that up here. If I could type. So just go over here and do search because No, own a business is the question. Let's see if I can find that link. Why you need, this is episode number 32, why you need to start your own business. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, why you need to start your own business, where we go through, uh, we do this all the time with people, especially people that are corporate, uh, that I'm trying to ask questions of, you know, and, and you start to realize they're afraid of uh, risk, right? It's risk. And because what happens when something happens on the job? Coronavirus or change in management, changes in leadership or mergers and acquisitions or whatever happens, if you have a side business, it can buffer the blow and it can give you some um, flexibility. Some of the people that I've worked with, some of my clients, they got furloughed and they were telling me, man, what a blessing, what a blessing. They were glad they were furloughed because they were probably going back to work, but they already had this business thing they were working on and it gave them a chance to ramp it up to get things moving at a bigger, uh, higher rate of speed to generate some money coming in. So just getting clarity, what, you know, think about, um, some of you want to just read so many books. You know, people. There's a lot of us that track things on Goodreads. We go in there. Here's our book reading goal for the year, for the half of the year. So if you've set one and you're on Goodreads, go back and look at. You know, where do you hope to be, and how many did you promise to read, and how many have you read? So look at Goodyear, uh, or Goodreads. I'm sorry. Uh, reducing your weight, reducing your body fat, gaining weight, gaining body fat. That's probably fewer people, but there's a few of you out there, right, that are wanting to do that. Uh, you strange human beings, you. Think about who do you want to impact? You know, your church, your church members, 
uh, family members, uh, cities. You know, as we've watched a, through a lot of these, um, the riots that have gone on, uh, taking all the politics out of it, taking uh, the um, some of the insanity out of it. There's there's real pain. There's real struggles. There's real. There are certain people um, that are because of a poverty level, because of an education level, that they, they feel trapped. They really and truly feel trapped. Now, they're not. Uh, we, we know they're not, especially in the United States. But that doesn't change the way they feel. And so uh, I'm working right now with a, a client, and, and she wants to change that, and at least in the communities that she can. She wants to start to have an impact on um, the people in her community. And I've seen that. I see that a lot. I hear about that a lot. So many people, usually they're black people because that's usually the, com the that are clients of mine that are doing this because that's the communities that they came from and they lived in. But there's so many people that want to do it and they'll call me and I want to start a nonprofit and do this. But they never really start. You know, and part of me in my mind thinks if a few people would reach out there and change the lives of a few people, you change the entire country because there's so many people that want to make an impact on that. Right, so where is that something you want to do? Think about the opportunities that we see rising up there in front of us to uh, to help people, to really help people, and not just pandering and doing the politics game, but who to really help people. What things do you want to move out of your life? Right, there's another great goal because if you can eliminate, delegate, but especially eliminate, and by that I even mean relationships. There's a great book called uh, Necessary Endings. If you haven't read Necessary Endings, you need to read Necessary Endings. Uh, it's by um, Towns. Anyway, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Necessary Endings. It talks about from business relationships to personal relationships. When things aren't just going, you just need to end them. Now, it's not... I hate people and I don't love people and that kind of thing. It's just there's some relationships that are just dragging you down and you need to end them. Which ones do you need to end? There's a lot of women out there, young women that are not married, that probably need to end some. And you know who you are, right? So the uh, there's jobs. Maybe I'm in jobs that are dead-end jobs. And uh, that I know it's not going anywhere. And, I, and I've, I've been promised and promised something or I've been felt like I was moving up the ladder and had options, but I'm really looking at it and realizing there are just really no options for me here where to do this. So what kind of things do you need to get rid of and, and, and how can you plan for that and do that in the, the most uh, meaningful way? So think about clarity. As we're thinking about goals, this is the one thing I noticed that we, at least in the United States and most of the other industrialized countries, when I so I was meeting with a client, he's in Amsterdam, I believe, the other day, and he just really did not have clarity. Plenty of, you know, they got plenty of money, we got plenty of freedom, we got plenty of uh, flex time, if you will, so we don't know what we want. And it's hard to really nail down what is it that you want. So getting clarity on the specific things that you want to work on is powerful and writing them down. Then this is why it's powerful, powerful because as you go on into number two, setting habits. 
You see, writing down a goal, and I, I remember being taught that just if you just, Dale, if you just write down your goals, they're going to happen. And there is a lot of truth to that. Writing them down puts it kind of in your mind and you move toward that goal. But habits have become something I've um, been studying about a lot lately. Um, so, so there's, think about it, the habits is what generates the success. So, so some of you may be familiar with James Clear and the book Atomic Habits. Uh, it's a really good book about how do you develop habits, how do you get rid of habits, and those kind of things that, that make success. So he's talking about your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Your net worth is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a la lagging measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is a lagging measure of your learning habits. Your clutter is a lagging measure of your cleaning habits. You get what you repeat. Is that not the truth? And a lot of us write down goals and they, we want something to happen, whether it's wealth, whether it's weight, or whether it's relationship, whatever it is, but we don't have any habits to do that. So we have to start to build them, right? So some of you may be familiar with the classic book, The Greatest Salesman in the World, which is not really so much about sales, those of you that know it, but it's a good read. And he talks about habits. And so in this book, he's, there's this uh, spirit of, uh, well, there's the spirit of the person who's discovering something and he's being unveiled scrolls to read, which are ancient points of wisdom. So the first one is about habit. The first law I, I will obey, which precedeth all others, I will form good habits and become their slave. Which, slavery doesn't sound that interesting, right? To be a slave. And he says, but my actions in life are ruled by appetite, passion, prejudice, greed, love, fear, environment, habit. The worst of these tyrants are habit. Therefore, if I must be a slave to habit, let me be a slave to good habits. So you think about that. You know, we don't like thinking about being slaves, but we are. We're slaves to habit. We're slaves to behavior uh, and uh, things that we repeat over and over again. So when you know what you want, when you have clarity in what you want, then you know what habits you have to change, right? People who want to lose weight, like it or not, no matter how many diet pills you buy and how many diet books you read or how many programs you go through and you want to lose weight and keep weight off, you have to change the way you eat. And you probably have to exercise some too. There's just no, no way around it that has been proven to be successful, right? People that go have gastric bypass surgery end up overweight again. But if you want to have wealth, you know, you, you've got to ha develop habits. People who win the lottery end up broke again, right? So the good ha you can't fix habits with one-shot deals. Habits are, I mean, you can't fix problems with one-shot deals. It's the habits that you form that create success. And so now that you know what you want, you need to find how to create the habits and start simple. You got to start really simple. The book Atomic Habits, tiny changes that get remarkable results. That's uh, some pretty good stuff in here about tiny changes because big changes are hard to do, right? We always think we're going to make 
big changes and we're going to just say, I'm going to quit eating this ice cream, right, ever. I'm never going to eat ice cream again. The next thing you know, you, you're buying the 20-gallon tub of it and bringing it home. The, that's not how it works. You, tiny changes have huge impacts. And he's got all kind of crazy examples in here about tiny little bitty changes in the, in the big impacts that they have over time uh, that helps you think through it. And he's got, you know, how you, how you can create good habits and break bad ones, which they kind of inter- replace each other. So you want to be in that as you're thinking towards your goals. So the first thing is clarity on your goals. The second thing is habits. And the third thing is to think about your schedule. And this is where the habits can really start to come in. And when you open up your schedule, let's say I've got five goals. One of them is I want to get in better shape by lifting weights, you know, three days a week. Another is I want to write a book proposal to get a book done. Uh, And, you know, let's say another, I want to, you know, save enough money to buy this car. So you have some goals written down. And then you open up your calendar and you don't have any time to work out allocated, pre-allocated, an appointment with you. You don't have any time to work on the book proposal or the book on your calendar. And uh, so my 19-year-old son, Daniel, who has published one book and who is working on two other books right now, he's got this calendar that comes up and he's got this writing habit, but he's got this calendar that he puts on a whiteboard that's in front of him and he has when he's going to write. And he's so, you know, he, he even to make a point of it, he has a piece of paper that he, that he, wrote, he writes writing on and sticks it up there. It's, it's very low tech, right? And, and so if you come in to where he's writing and he's writing, you, you don't interrupt him because he's making a point to say, I'm in my writing zone, I'm doing this. And he's so much more successful in this than most people I hear trying to accomplish anything. And he's been doing this since he was 15. And he understood habits and schedule more than most of us do, right? Because it's not that complicated. But what we do is we we decide we're going to do something. We have a lot of bad habits trying to keep us away from it. And then we have no time on our schedule and we think we can just work it in. It'll just work in. We'll just figure it out. No, you won't. He won't. I, w- I won't. You won't either. It doesn't work. I know I've coached a lot of people, have had the same goal for years. And every time it's like you keep barking up the same tree and doing things the wrong way and you're not going to get anywhere. You've got to get control. Because it's, you don't have a lot of control to create things. It's time, energy, money. Time, energy, and money, all right? And how, do you, how are you going to use those three things? Time is the one that, you know, is going to get away. Time is the one you can't replace. You can get more energy by exercising and eating better, and you can get more money, but you can't get more time to work on things, as you've tried to do. I know. You've tried to fit more in and thought, I'll cram some stuff in at the end of the week, you know, in that extra magical amount of time that's going to be there, I'm sure. So this is going to help you. This is helping me because I'm in the process of doing this right now, thinking through clarity. What is it I'm trying to do? I'm getting some of that. And there's lots of things that are changing. That's exciting uh, to me. That's exciting. I like to change. Uh, the Number two, forming the habits that are going to get there. And part of that getting the habits is getting them on the schedule. 
So I hope you can do that as you think about, just take some time out and think about what it's going to look like for the rest of the year and this 2020 year for you to jump out there and make some new things happen. So I'd love to hear from you. There's a place on the show, I mean, uh, on the show notes at delcallahan.com slash 184 where you can set an appointment if you want to talk about and do some a one-on-one coaching session with me with this discovery session. And what, what I try to do there, just so you know, it's not just, it's, it's not a sales pitch. It's me helping you walk through and get clarity to what you need to do to take action. So it's just having that outside ear and somebody who's, you know, I see a lot of businesses. Uh, somebody told me the other day as he was working with me, he said, what he wants to work with me because he says, clearly, I didn't know this was something that added value, by the way. You're always discovering your customer. He said, uh, clearly, you have perspective and sees a lot of businesses and a lot of people he talks to, they, they understand their business. And he says, and you, you have all this perspective because you work with so many different clients and so many different businesses. Something else for me to sell, right? I had no idea about that. But you can get on there. Uh, it's a free call. There's no obligation whatsoever. If you take away what you need from it, awesome. You know, if you want to work further, we'll talk about that. Uh, but I'm going to end it here. You go and set some time for goals. We're going to be back here with you next week with episode number 185.